You were listening to College Success Habits with Jesse Mogul, episode 135. Let's get to the show. Oh, this show's the best. The best show. Best show. Best show ever. Welcome to the College Success Habits Podcast. Do you want to triumph through school and have a little fun along the way? Learn habits to help you attain better productivity and hacks to help you slide through classes at any age. Here's your host, college circuit speaker, Jesse Mogul. Welcome back to College Success Habits. I'm your host, Jesse Mogul, and as always, it is an honor and a privilege to be here We're going to make this a little bit shorter and a little bit sweeter because I went into a lot of in-depth stuff with Six Human Needs last week. And as I was building out the hub, which which is based on the Six Human Needs, it's unconscious motivational drivers for the month of May. As I was diving into that deeper and deeper and putting all the material together, and as I was putting together the... um, segments, the trainings on the Dilt's Pyramid and the Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs and really explaining how these three models work together and how you you have your 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 physiological needs, moving into safety needs, moving in, you know, and, and how all of these begin to play with one another and how your environment feeds into your behaviors and your capabilities and skills and then that which you uh, value and believe and then how that moves into your identity and, and then how that creates your purpose. One of the things that I started to realize is uh, through not only learning all of this stuff and putting it together, but talking to members of the tribe is that there is a difference between having these needs met um, through a satisfaction, satisfied level, fulfillment level, and an egotistical satisfied or fulfillment level. And this really became something to wrap my head around uh, and really die. It was fun to dive deeper into as I started to think about this adult versus kid ego um, where there's this interplay that is happening inside of you and, and it's happening inside of all of us. And it's a beautiful thing. And uh, it was part of the human experience. It's one of the things that I love the most about just the, the human experience. Think right. Like we're these spiritual beings having this, human experience. And there is absolutely a part of each and every one of us that wants to have our needs met uh, at a level that goes above and beyond that, which we think is, you know, quote unquote normal, right? We, you know, we see the celebrities on the television and we think, man, you know, they got the millions of dollars and they've got everything that they need and they're all locked up and they're, I mean, they're good to go. And yes, as far as financial goes, they're sitting pretty. Now, it doesn't mean that they are fulfilled and satisfied in other in all the areas of their life. All right? It doesn't mean that they have that love and belongingness. It doesn't mean that they have those close friendships that they're able to go off and have adventures because, heaven forbid, if they sneeze the wrong way, then that's going to show up on social media. So as we begin to think of how your environment and your behavior and your skills and capabilities and your beliefs and values are all building yourself towards this identity of who you are. You go to college, you go through this educational system to lock into what is it that you want to have your purpose of your life. And yes, it can be existential and we can be thinking about what is the meaning of life to be on this planet and why are we all here? But certainly there's the purpose for, you know, do you want to have a big family? Do you want to have close relationships? Is the 
meaning and purpose that you're attaching to your life of one of great ad- adventure and you know adrenaline rushes on a regular basis? What are the identity statements that you're using to solidify to yourself who you are? What are these I am statements that you're using? I recently met someone who uh, made a comment about how they are forgetful. Um, you know, like, you know, I'm horrible at remembering things. And, you know, whether it was the best time for me to alert them to this being a uh, limiting belief that they were instilling inside themselves, it was something that, you know, I felt, you know, it's like a shotgun reaction. Be like, yeah, but are you? Is that really an identity statement that you want to use for yourself? Because you're telling your unconscious mind one thing that it's going to believe if you continuously repeat that over and over and over again. And then that goes down to your beliefs and values. Do you believe that you're a hard worker? Or do you believe that you're lazy? Do you believe you're forgetful? Or do you believe that you remember things? Um, you know, I'd say most of us are probably about 95% accurate in remembering the things that we need to remember. <laughs> do I remember the date World War One ended? No, but it's not something I necessarily need to remember. It's not something that needs to hold close to my vest because I'm, I'm not discussing that on a regular basis. So understanding how your beliefs and your values and, and, and how those are incorporating into your life, your capabilities, your behavior, environment, right? We would love to have that, that kid ego wants to be hitting home runs in the seventh game, bottom of the ninth with all the outs and all the bases loaded and all the, the pitch count at three to two or whatever. And it's like we want to be that one that makes that one swing that changes history or throws the one pitch that changes history or in that regard actually creates history. Right? But it's how are these needs being met? Are, are you seeking to meet them at an adult level or at more of the kid egotistical level? physiologically, your air, water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing, hell, even how often you have sex. Sure, you have this imagination, this expectation of what you would like to create. And then we judge our actual lives based off of these ideas, these these dream-like scenarios that we create in our heads. As humans, we you know, we can for, we can get upset with ourselves for not meeting expectations, but who set those expectations? Whoever actually said that the expectations that you set were even realistic? If it's to get A's in all of your classes, then absolutely, the, those those could be very realistic. Unless you're taking, I don't know, classes that you really weren't prepared for or boring to you, but in, and therefore you're challenged to maintain your focus on them, but. We can also begin to set up these expectations of, of you know, what our, what we think our roommates should behave like. And then when they don't meet these expectations, we get angry with them when that may have not ever have been who they were to begin with. Even if in a job application and during an interview, you say, oh, you're excellent at, um, you know, some software. And then you get in there and you're not great at the software. Well, you better learned the software because you told them you were good at it. So there is going to be an expectation that you set for yourself. So when you lie to achieve things in your life and then you don't go off to learn those things that you said you could do in order to be able to obtain the job, the internship, the status that you seek, then that's on you for putting yourself in a position where you needed to go learn something and then not motivating yourself to go learn it. I often, you know, this idea of fake it till you make it is something that is discussed a lot. You know, it's, well, a lot of it could just really be believe it till you become it. But if there are skills and talents and, 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 and actions you need to learn things so that you can go off and accomplish things, then you need to go off and accomplish those things. You need to go off and learn. 
if it's learning a software so that you can uh, meet the requirements for the job that you falsified in order to get the job, then it's your it's your duty to yourself, right, to the team to be able to go off and produce and be able to go and learn what it is you said that you could learn. You'll find yourself in a lot of positions throughout your life where you can say one thing and perhaps then achieve getting hired, uh, obtain the, the promotion. But if in your interview you say you can do something and then you don't have the actual skills to do it, then it's going to be your responsibility to go do that as fast as possible. I'm not saying lie in job interviews, but you will have your own morals, ethics, and values that come to a test at some point. And if it's something that you know that you could go off and learn and you could assimilate it into your profile rather quickly, and next thing you know, no one ever knows that you didn't actually know it when they hired you, then by all means, do what it is you got to do in order to put yourself in a position to achieve what it is you desire to achieve. Right? This idea that you know you can't get experience without the job, but you can't get the job without experience. There are going to be those opportunities in your life where you might find yourself where someone says, hey, we need somebody who does this, 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 and this. And you might be able to do a little bit of this, 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 and this, but not all of it. But then you go off and you and you figure out ways to make that happen for yourself. Because you're going to want things in your life. You're going to want achievements. You're going to want successes. You are. There are going to be expectations that you place upon yourself. The outcomes is when we start to ask ourselves, are we using the adult ego or the kid ego? If you blatantly lie out your mouth that you graduated from this school or that school when you do not hold a degree from this school or that school, you will at some point be seen as the fraud that you are. I've seen this happen. Amazingly enough, it happened with a football coach. I think it was one who got hired from like Georgia Tech who lied that he used to work for Notre Dame. And all this stuff is pretty easily Googleable whenever you're working going for jobs like that, when you're working in fields of that nature. Other jobs, it won't necessarily be that easy for them to go and cross-check. And with a little bit of this and a little bit of that, you might find yourself, you know, utilizing, what do they call those resources, um, your references, who are willing to bend the truth for you a little bit. But are you trying to achieve things in order to placate the kid ego versus the adult ego? I mean, this episode is really a lot about this idea that you are going to have to make choices on a regular basis on how truthful you will ultimately be about the skills and capabilities you have and your actual ability to then go off and and do these skills and capabilities that you say that you have. I mean, there's going to be room for error in anyone's profession in anyone's job to a certain extent. I mean, I suppose if you're a surgeon, there's not much room for error there, but they definitely put you through enough learning processes to have you as prepared as possible before you go with a scalpel in your hand and go removing a spleen or something. For most of our jobs, life and death isn't going to be on the table. It's not going to be something that we have to normally deal with. But we are, when we start to look back at this Dilt's Pyramid, going to find that our behaviors and our capabilities are absolutely going to be what helps us define our beliefs and values that we have about ourselves, that we have about the world in general. And the older you get, the more you start to realize that you're, you're going to be around a lot of people who are trying to fulfill these egotistical kid needs. 
you know, this idea that you have all the money, you have all the food, you have all the, you have all the partners, you have all the you have all the adulation, you have the statues being built for you. A very very rare percentage of the human population ever gets to achieve that level of financial stability and social prestige. To hang your hat on this idea that you will be able to achieve worldwide acclaim and your life will be a failure if it's not met is absurd. Whether you're trying to become a social media influencer with a couple million followers or whether you're just trying to become someone who's you know, uh, first in their class and, and becomes the highest achiever and somehow makes it onto television and gets to be one of those leading voice kind of expert people, it, the, the job applications for those are just so minimal. You could become somebody in your own town. It could be in Huntsville, here where I live, where you're a semi-celebrity here in Huntsville. And then you have to ask yourself, well, what kind of ego will you walk around with in this town? Sure, you're the biggest fish in a very small pond, so hip, hip, hooray for you. But are you polite and kind? Do you invite people into your circle? Do you, do you find that uh, helping others fulfill their love and belonging to this need is, is a value you have? So you make sure that people feel welcomed around you, even if you have a, a higher level of social prestige than them within this smaller pond. Most of us will ultimately end up living in rather small ponds. You know, the San Antonio's or the Austin's or the Nashville's are small ponds compared to the Los Angeles's, the New York's and the Chicago's. And if you do choose to move into a rather oceanic sized city as those that I just mentioned, you will still find yourself breaking off your own little small ponds there in a suburb here or in a building there, you know, you think about the Bronx or the Queens or Staten Island or Long Island or Manhattan. Those are still smaller ponds than the rather large ocean that exists within the idea of New York City. You're still going to create smaller ponds for yourself. And as you begin to fulfill your needs, as you start to think about this stuff in college, you are one version of yourself now. And whether you're 21 doing this or 30 doing this or 40 doing this even, once you leave college, your pond changes. I see so many of my old college friends and the lives they've achieved for themselves and the houses they own now and the families they're creating now and the cars they've paid off and the boats they own and the RVs they own. And I'm like, wow, there was a time where we were all just you know, trying to pick up a shift on a Friday night to have 60 more dollars to go get drunk on Saturday afternoon. And now I'm surrounded by people who have achieved great things in their life. But I still see them and think, man, we used to be a bunch of dumb little kids that were wet behind the ears. The achievements that we're making now are all going to be based on our own desires to have the things that we want to have and and to fulfill the needs that we all have inherently as humans in the best way we know how for our own individual unique reasons. How you choose to fulfill your needs is up to you. Right. Do you do it in, 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 in honor and support of the human species in this broader picture of the world where you want to fulfill your needs without taking away from other people's fulfillment and satisfaction of their needs? Or are you somebody who will fulfill your needs at the expense of other people fulfilling theirs? When you find yourself fulfilling your needs at the expense of somebody else's, I my perspective of that is that the kid ego is involved, that somebody outside of you know this version of you, outside of this adult version of you, is, is seeking to achieve what it is they want to achieve at the expense of others. And that sounds a lot like what children would do. 
where they would eat the last piece of cake rather than offer everybody else to split it with them. Even if it meant we only each got a bite, I would rather savor that one bite knowing everybody else has a bite to savor than hiding in the shadows trying to eat that piece of cake and then lying about me being the one who ate it. Children behave like that. Children have this me, 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 I, I, I. As adults, as somebody who you know loves football and has an affinity for that game, you see those team players who get up there and they accept responsibility when the team doesn't do well, and then they, they give the accolades to other people when the team does do well. This is the difference between an amazing quarterback and one who is, is seen as less mature and not a good leader. Do you blame others when things don't go the way that the team would like them to have gone? Or do you accept responsibility even if other people did quote-unquote fail the project, you still accept responsibility as the leader? As someone who said, I would be a part of this team and I will do my best to make sure this team succeeds. Even if you're just the water boy, do you you take on some of that um, responsibility for the team not having done well? Or do you blame other people? Well, you know, if we'd had better water, surely we would have won. Or, you know, next time I'll make sure I get around and keep everybody hydrated so that they have tons of energy in the fourth quarter. Yeah, you know what? I wouldn't have thrown that interception if the receiver had run the correct route. Or, you know what? In the future, I'll do a better job of communicating what I believe the play is and making sure that I help the receiver get into the right spot. There's a difference here. And one person is fulfilling a kid ego and the other one is taking care of the adult. And a lot of adults are operating in this kid ego. And you want to be mindful if that's what you are doing as well. Because when your needs go to get met, your physiological needs, your safety needs, your love and belonging needs, your self-esteem and your social esteem needs, you're going to be seeking to fulfill these at various times of your day, week, month, year, life in various ways. And if, you, and if you've got it locked in that you have to have everything, and that means that people, other people need to have less in order for you to have more, then that's a child attitude. That's, that's, that's the kid ego being involved. There's enough room in this world for everyone to succeed. And if you create a space where people realize that that's the energy you operate from, people are going to want to be more connected to you and want to help you succeed as well. Yes, there will be the nefarious. Yes, there will be those who take advantage. Right. It's, you know, it's like, are you, are you the predator? Or are you the prey? Well, that's one way of looking at it. Another way of looking at it is that we all have those opportunities to be, to, to be the one who is the predator, but doesn't necessarily have to be out there to eat everybody else alive. We can all be kings of our own jungle, but also realize that we don't need to eat up all the resources and leave none for those others. There's only a runt in the litter because everybody else can't just stop and say, why don't we all eat a similar amount? And I know in this day and age where it seems like everything is dog-eat-dog world, this idea that we all make sure that we have an equal amount you know, might sound a little socialist to some of you all. But we're not going to get into the political realm of this. We're just simply saying that, you know, are you being somebody who fulfills your needs at a kid level with the ego involved or an adult level? Yes, there are going to be those who are going to work harder than others. And certainly that could deem them worthy of more of their financial means being met. But it doesn't mean that other people have to have less in order for them to have more. There might only be one job that pays $100,000 at your workplace. And if you have worked your butt off and you've earned it, then hip, hip, hooray, that job can be yours. If somebody else has gone behind your back and done other things in order to achieve that spot, but been less worthy than you, then it's time for you to start to look for, to have your needs fulfilled in a different job. 
to move on and find some place that will honor your value as a teammate and a, and a worker. And you're going to find this and you're going to one day have to step out and say to yourself, wow, that seems super unfair. I feel like I earned that. Well, that other person was operating in kid ego and you can have this opportunity to, to operate in the adult maturity. We live in a world where there's a vast array of resources and yet the way we seem to want to pass them around, it, it almost makes it lean towards this idea that some have to have more or some get, in order for some to have more, others have to have less. And this isn't getting into this whole, you know, kumbaya, let's all be equals kind of conversation. I really want to make sure that what we stress here is, are you expecting for your needs to be met at a kid egotistical level or a more mature adult level? Looking at your bank account and not seeing seven zeros, but seeing four doesn't mean that you're a failure. It just means that you might have some work to do in order to achieve those other zeros. But are you stopping? Are you breathing? Are you stepping into the space that honors you for the amount of work you've done in order to get to where you're at? There was a time in your college career where you may have been eating ramen noodles, and now you might have filet mignon in your refrigerator. And sure, it's not 17 pieces of steak, but it sure as hell a lot more than none. When you start to look at how you're fulfilling your needs, there can be this desire to to have them fulfilled so much and so highly that you have this social prestige that puts you above others. And if you want to go at it like a competition, then that's great. You're, then you're going to be judging how you're above others, but then you're going to have to deal with the, the undesirable emotions that come from realizing there's others above you. And like I used to notice this shirt in my gym back in the day. It says, relax, right now somebody is warming up with your max. No matter how high up the food chain you think you are, inevitably there will be somebody else who's higher up. Even in the realm of the Bezos and the Musks and, and, and the Bill Gateses, in various ways, you know, one of them is above the other one. When it might be the business, it might be their, their their supply chain line, it might be how many how responsible they are for putting computers on everybody's desk, or how quickly somebody can order a package and have it arrive the next day, or how uh, fast we're going to be able to get to Mars. There's different sectors of their industries where they're clearly head and shoulders above the rest. And if all they're doing is ranking each other based off of zeros, well, hell, that could fluctuate with, you know, a bad tweet putting out or a stock market analysis coming down. What makes one or the other more powerful, more rich, more important on the social prestige scale? I mean, that's, you know, that's something for that 1% of 1% of 1% of 1% of 1% to worry about. For those who will live down here in, amongst the masses, when you start to set, ask yourself, are you fulfilling your needs at an ego-driven level or an adult maturity-driven level? You need to look no further than if the way that you are fulfilling your needs, if it's bringing um, undesirable effects on other people, then you're probably fulfilling them with an egotistically led kid mind versus the adult mature mind that realizes that, that there's enough room in this planet for everyone to succeed. You can have a nice house and it doesn't mean everybody else has to live in a tent in the woods. You can have a loving, um, honest, connected relationship and that doesn't mean everybody else needs to be in a mean, angry, hateful relationship. You can be fulfilling your needs at an adult mature level and not seeking to have them fulfilled at this egotistical kid level. And when your ego gets involved, it's not ever going to be satisfied. And that is going to lead you to just spiraling down that nothing that you do will ever be good enough for yourself. That is a painful place to live because then no matter how much you do, it's never enough. That's what... That's what a kid ego mind would think. 
Fulfill your needs with a level of adult maturity. Understand the difference and step back as you listen to the six human needs or join the hub and understand how your your needs are building you up to this version of yourself. This information is out there and they're unconscious motivators. And if your unconscious motivators are, are, are stuck in the gear that things need to be fulfilled to this egotistical level rather than to an actual satisfied fulfillment level of just more of a quote unquote normalcy, right? Then you're going to be exhausted. You're going to run yourself into the ground and no matter what you do, it won't be good enough. And that, my friends, is going to lead you to look in the mirror with a very negative viewpoint of yourself, no matter what you're doing. Would you want somebody else looking at you like that? Would you want to treat a child like that? Then why are you treating yourself like that? Know that you're enough. Know that what you've done today is exactly what you could do today to move yourself forward. And if you don't think that that was enough because you stayed on the couch all day eating bonbons, watching The Simpsons in your underwear, then here's an opportunity to know better and do better and be better tomorrow. Yesterday's the past. You can use it as something that teaches you a lesson, but it is not an indicator of who you will be in the future. Choose to be something better for yourself right now and then begin working toward that every single day. What you are able to accomplish in college will blow your mind and you probably can't even really truly dream the amazing dream that will be achieved by you once you leave there. But understand, whatever habits you create now in your youth, in your college years, are going to be ones you're contending with later. And if you believe that it's a dog-eat-dog world, then one day, what if you're not the dog that gets eaten? Or that it's not the dog that eats, but instead it's the dog that gets eaten. You don't have to walk around in the world like a predator, but if you do, expect one day that you might be the prey. All right, my friends, as always, the power of positive energy, release and flow, inclusivity over exclusivity. The hub is available. We are talking about unconscious uh, human motivators. We're talking about how you're literally creating your reality in your head, and that's how you are externally experiencing life. These first two courses are absolutely phenomenal. I'm getting amazing feedback from those that are in the in the hub. If you would like to know more information about this, jessemogul.com forward slash the hub. Come on down, stand up, step forward, raise your hand. I will call on you. If you need to get a hold of me for any reason, all of my social media connections are located in the show notes. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. 